0: So here's our message today. Sometimes you're the rope. That's our message today. Sometimes you sometimes you are the rope and you are pulled one way or the other way. There are people even today that probably debated should I go? Or should I stay home? And you were pulled both ways. When you look at both sides of the rope, on both sides of the rope, there are people on both sides of the rope. And there are some people that try to pull you away from God. And there are some people that try to pull you to God. And you're the rope. If you look at both sides of the rope, there's actually places. You may not see them, but there are places. There are some places that you go that pull you away from God's purpose. There's other places, I believe, like the place you're in right now, church, that will pull you towards God's purpose. There's principles on both sides of the rope. We've talked this month on the subject, make room. We've talked about making room for the Holy Spirit. We have talked about the importance of the gifts of the Spirit. We've talked about prayer languages. We've talked about not lying to the Holy Spirit. We've talked about emptying ourselves of the things that hold us back. We've talked about how the Holy Spirit uh, can help sanctify us, that Jesus will save us, but the Holy Spirit... Can help sanctify us. We've talked about there's three baptisms. You're baptized into Christ. You have uh, the baptism, water baptism, our, our next outdoor water baptism is coming up July 14th. The third baptism, we believe, the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Today, we want to talk specifically about the fruit of the Spirit. The fruit of the Spirit. Ephesians chapter 4, verse number 3 says, Make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit. The unity of the Spirit, the unity of the Spirit, make every effort. Can we say those words together today? Make every effort. Can we say it one more time? Make every I think a fair question for all of us to ask today is, am I giving my best effort? You heard these guys over here, one of them said, I, I gave it my best effort. I think it's a fair question for all of us to ask Am I giving my best effort? When it's coming to church, that tug of war back and forth, on average, they say people come 17 times a year. And that's for churchgoers. A lot of people are Easter and Christmas. We could ask ourselves Am I giving my best effort? The tug of war where one side is going to tell you, don't forgive. They lied about you. They posted about you. They said, the other side is going to be telling you, you need to forgive. Just as Christ forgave you. No, you need to, you need to let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you this side is trying to pull you to forgiveness, and this side is trying to pull you to offense. You have to answer the question, am I giving, am I giving my best effort? We look at story side. We have 17 backgrounds. And so you could be sitting in a row today with someone who maybe has a background of, of being Baptist, Someone else maybe has a background of Catholicism. Someone could have a background of Pentecostalism or maybe they were raised Wesleyan or, or, or some. We, we have four or five families that have Amish roots or Mennonite roots. And so when you go down your row, there would be so many different ideas on certain things. Do you know how easy it would be? Do you know how easy it would be to become divided about something? Well, I would parent differently. Well, I would, if it was me, Pastor Micah, 17 backgrounds. Even when we talk about a subject like the Holy Spirit, the person of the Holy Spirit, there are people that would have all kinds of different things that they've been told through the years. And again, I would ask, are you giving your very best effort to stay unified? We run hundreds of students between internship and psychon and student ministry and kids ministry. I think last year, 1,585 kids, and we are raised. I'm a Minuteman. I'm a Whippet. I, I'm I'm a Colt. I'm a Freddie. Right? I'm a T.Y. Tiger. And from a young age, you can start thinking like, I'm Ontario Warriors, I and, and, and we don't like everyone else. And so you could have just in kids and student ministry. The question posed, am I making my very best effort to set aside not just Baptist, Pentecost, Catholic, Am I setting aside even rivalry? Am I giving my very best effort to keep the unity of the Spirit? Because we know Acts 2, Psalm 133, 1, other verses that would tell us, you want God's commanded blessing? You want the Holy Spirit to show up? It will show up when you're together. It will show up when you're unified. Not when it's 17. 17. It shows up when it's one name. That name is Jesus. He said, I'll give my commanded blessing. You say, but Pastor Micah, they vote different than me. Am I giving my very best effort? Their their skin color is different than mine. Am I giving my very best effort? You see, it's easy to say I'm giving my best effort until you start giving some examples and then you're like, oh man, it's not always as easy to keep the unity of the Spirit, right? Am I giving my best effort? When you go into your school, when you go into your workplace, when you go into a restaurant, when you go into a lunchroom or a break room, when you go to your family reunion, those of you that are in life groups or community groups, when you go into your group, is the room more positive when you are in it? Do you walk into your store, your factory, your company, and the room goes up? Because here comes salt and light. Here comes fruit, love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Or could you walk in the room and here comes division? Here comes negativity. Here comes doom and gloom. Come on, I wanna help you today. We don't just wanna be religious and go to church. We want the spirit of God to be on the inside of us so we produce the fruit of the spirit. (laughs) Do I elevate my environment? Would heaven look down and see Micah, see you, walk into a room and say, good, we just got the upper hand. The rope just started going in the right direction because the Spirit of God on the inside of us walks into an environment and it's going to be elevated because greater is He that is in us than he that is in the world. (laughs) Am I working with the Holy Spirit? So if the Holy Spirit is pulling this direction, if the Holy Spirit is saying, I want you to be generous. I want you to be patient. I want you, am I working with the Holy Spirit or am I actually pulling against what the Spirit of God is trying to do? If the Holy Spirit was saying, I want to see Ohio change. I want to help people get free from addiction. I want to see more people hear about Jesus. Am I helping? Am I helping the Holy Spirit? Does the Spirit consider me a help? or a hindrance. Galatians chapter 5 talks about the fruit of the Spirit, and it starts by telling us in verse 19 the, crazy, uh, the cravings of the self-life. Everyone say the self-life. The cravings of the self-life are obvious. Sexual immorality, lustful thoughts, pornography, chasing after things instead of God manipulating others hatred of those who get in your way senseless arguments resentment when others are favored temper tantrums angry quarrels only thinking of yourself being in love with your own opinions you see a lot of times we want to we want to use the excuse life well i wouldn't have cheated if they wouldn't have. I wouldn't have lied if they didn't, right? So we come up with the excuse life. We justify our actions with excuses. But the Bible, which is our roadmap, not Facebook, not social media, not my auntie said, nope, the Bible. The Bible says it's the self-life. It's the selfish life. Could, could, I, could I also tell you while we're reading these verses of scriptures that crisis, crisis can often expose our selfishness. I meet people all the time. I could give you a lot of examples, but but let me give you one. I meet people all the time that they don't realize until crisis sets in, whether it's a doctor's report or whether or not it's, it's you know, I'm separating from my spouse. There's a lot of things. But you begin to realize, I I, I didn't know, Mike, I was so selfish with my time. I didn't know I was so selfish with my decisions or choices. So crisis can often expose our selfishness. The good news is that Christ can show up in the crisis, not only get us back on track, but help us to live not the self-life, but the spirit life. Verse 21 is continuing with this self-life. It's being envious of the blessings of others, murder, uh, uncontrolled addictions, wild parties, all other similar behavior. The King James version would, would talk about drunkenness, and I heard the joke about the man who was staggering home drunk at 2 a.m. in the morning. He stopped by the police. The officer asked him, "What are you doing out at this time of night?" The drunk replied, "I'm going. I'm going to a lecture." The officer said, who's going to give you a lecture at this time of night? Said, my wife. It's not funny. <laughs> we've talked this month. This month, we've talked about how the Bible will tell us, don't be drunk in excess. Here, we're reading it again. I know some people don't want to hear that. I say, Pastor Mike, it's the only way I can sleep. It's the only way I can take the edge off. It's, it's, the only, it's not the only way. The Holy Spirit can help. It's not the only way. We're not talking about the excuse life today. We are talking about the spirit life. If, if you and I are selfish, which we all are, we all are selfish at times. By definition, it means to be concerned excessively or exclu- exclusively with yourself, to concentrate on your own advantage, pleasure, or well-being without regard for others. Galatians chapter 5, verse 17, the sinful nature wants to do evil, which is just the opposite of what the Spirit wants. The Spirit gives us desires that are the opposite of what the sinful nature desires. These two forces are constantly what? Everyone say fighting. If I was to pick this rope up again, I, I want you to understand this. These two forces are constantly fighting. Your flesh is trying to pull you one way. The Spirit of God is trying to pull you the other way. It's very important for people to understand that spirituality is not a one-time decision. Salvation is a one-time decision sanctification or spirituality is not a one-time decision. Every day you say, I've been saved for two years, I've been saved for five years, I've been saved for 50 years. When you and I wake up in the morning, there is a need to crucify or to kill our flesh because your flesh is going to want to pull you towards its desires. But the Spirit of God is saying, if you would walk in the Spirit, If you would be led by the Spirit, I want to pull you toward the direction of my Spirit. So if you've been around for a little bit, and you're like Paul, when Paul is saying, like the things I want to do, I don't, and I have good desires, but then evil wants to show up. If you've been around for a while, and you're thinking, I thought by this time, I would have mastered all of the anger, I would have mastered all of the pride, I would have mastered all of the division or racism, I would have mastered, welcome to the crowd of people that need to continue to die daily and say, I don't want my flesh to win, but I want to live a life that is led by the Holy Spirit. It's a fight to stay spiritual. It's a fight to stay spiritual. It's called the fight of faith. It's a fight to keep all of those things from building up in your heart, complacency, status quo, lukewarmness, right? It's a fight to keep that stuff out of your life. It is a fight to stay spiritual. I heard the joke about the guy who got lost and took his phone and and he called an emergency number for directions. The operator on the other end of the phone asked him, do you know know what cross streets that you're at? And the man replied, I'm I'm on the corner of walk and do not walk. If If we were honest today, there are times where you are at crossroads in your life where I'm not saying you don't come to church, I'm not saying you haven't been around for years and years, just saying that, that you are at some of those intersections where we are being pulled one way, we are being pulled the other way. And in those moments, you have to give the Holy Spirit something to work with. You, you, you have to, you cannot, you cannot let the flesh get all of your time. It doesn't matter if it's sports and, and, and I'm a sports fan. It doesn't matter if it's entertainment and I know it's good to unwind and have fun, but you cannot give your flesh all of the opportunities to like pull you this direction and you not give the Holy Spirit some help whether it's daily Bible reading, whether it's devotions, whether it's prayer time, whether it's serving, whether it's coming to a gathering like this, you've got to give the Holy Spirit some opportunities. Give them a song. Give them a ministry moment. Give the Holy Spirit something to say, I am not letting them be pulled back into their old way, their old life, where they came from. I'm going to pull them towards God. The Spirit light. When you look at growth in our last few minutes together, the old American Indian tale recounts the story of a chief who was telling a gathering of young braves about the struggle within. The chief told the young braves, it's like two dogs fighting inside of you. There's one good dog who wants to do the right thing and the other dog wants to do the wrong thing. Sometimes the good dog seems stronger and is winning the fight and sometimes the bad dog is stronger in winning the fight. And a young brave raised his hand and asked the question, well, who's going to win in the end? The chief replied, the one you feed. The one you feed. Which side of the rope is going to pull us which direction? The side you fuel. The side you feed. I want to challenge you today. I want to challenge you today to live the spirit filled, spirit led life. When we look at the fruit of the Spirit, Galatians 5, it lists all of those things with the self life. And the very next verse it says, "But, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self control. When you study men nowadays, Most recent studies say 89% of men don't want to go to church. And and I often say that when I scan the room at every service, I I am always thankful how StorySide blows those statistics out of the water. I know it's not Father's Day and stuff. I just, I'm thankful that there's so many men that prioritize God. But when you read these words, peace, kindness, gentleness, If you're not careful, men, you'll almost view that as weak. Because the man side of you could look at that rope and be like, I'll tie it through a belt loop, my ankle, like wrap up and squeeze my kidney and liver and I'm not losing. So that mindset can slip into your marriage and it can slip into work and it like, like like you can get so rigid and so rough that when the Holy Spirit says, no, I need you to live a life of love. You're like, uh, that's a little too weak for me. Right? We're going to like football. We're going to like hockey. We're going to like, I miss the old time basketball. Rough them up a little bit, Micah. And all of a sudden the Holy Spirit says, no, I need you to keep a soft heart. Jeremy, you and I hunt together. The Holy Spirit is going to tell you like, Jeremy, don't let, don't let your heart get hard don't don't let you don't put on su- such a, a rigid exterior that all of a sudden you're like, I don't cry, I don't lift a hand. I'm not doing that ministry moment thing. like that can be for weak-minded people, but it's not for me. The Bible's like, no, you don't want to live that kind of a life. You want the Holy Spirit to come into your life. You want the Holy Spirit to keep your spirit soft. It's not, it's not about being weak. it's about being willing. As we close today, when you read, but the fruit of the Spirit is, I wanna remind you as we get ready to pray that spiritual fruit is not self produced. Spiritual fruit is not self produced. By nature, by nature, you are not, your flesh, is not going to want to pick up the rope and be like, I'm praying for everybody. I'm going to love everybody. I'm, to, I'm going to let go of, of hurts in my past. By nature, that's not going to happen. This fruit is not self-produced. and spirit-produced. I have met people Michelle, that will come into a setting like this and they could come in so stressed out, some people even mad, like, I don't even really want to be here. And all of a sudden, a junior power starts singing about he's been faithful or someone could read a scripture and all of a sudden, the Spirit of God, the presence of God starts taking that stuff away and you start feeling like, you know what, I can do it. He can help me to let it go. He can help me to go back to work and square this thing away. He could because the Holy Spirit, even in moments like this, begins to produce love, joy. Some people are like, I don't even know what happened. I, I'm there for an hour and I got in my vehicle, and I'm it's like a load lifted, Pastor Micah. Because the Holy Spirit's like, peace, peace right here, peace. Giving you peace, Leslie. Doctor's reports, everything going on. I'm giving you peace today, Leslie Davis. Because the fruit of the Spirit, not on a list, not like a handout, it's in spiritual moments. It's in the presence of God. All of a sudden, the fruit of the Spirit begins to show up in your life. When you look at that first one, love, it's the only one I'm really going to cover due to time, but 1 John 4.8 says, Anyone who does not love does not know God because God is love. Ephesians 5, You are God's dear children, so try to be like Him. Live a life of, everyone say love. Love others just as Christ loved us. He gave Himself for us. Matthew 5.44, But I tell you, love your enemies. Pray for those who treat you badly. Mark 12, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, all your strength. The second most compor- uh, important command is this, love your neighbor the same as you love yourself. 1 Peter 4:8 Above all, love each other constantly, because love covers a multitude of sins. 1 Corinthians 13 Love is patient, love is kind. It does not envy, it does not boast, it is not proud does not dishonor others it's not self seeking right it's not the self life it's not easily angered it keeps no record of wrongs it does not delight in evil rejoices with the truth it protects trusts hopes perseveres now these three remain faith hope and love the greatest is love ephesians 4:15 we must say what is true and say it with love can I tell you today, you would never want a pastor. You would never want a church that doesn't tell you the truth. We all need the truth, even when it hurts. But it is a, it's an injustice if I don't speak the truth to you in love. So if I tell you the truth, you know, you should get married or not live together, or you shouldn't be drunk in excess, or you should be generous and be a giver. If I say those things in anger then I have only done half of my job. I need to speak the truth in love. Love without truth, love without truth, is hypocrisy. Truth without love is brutality. So for you and I in our everyday life, we don't go into our schools or our jobs and just start trashing people. No, the fruit of the Spirit helps us to speak the truth in Love. John 13, I give you a new command, love each other. You must love each other just as I loved you. And all people will know you are my followers if you love each other. Everyone say love, joy, peace. Bible says in John 16, I've told you these things so you can have peace. The next fruit is long-suffering, which in most translations is, is translated patience. How many could use some patience in your life? Anyone you could double up, you could use like double patience. Anyone two hands and a foot? You're like, I really need it, Pastor Micah. Any of you husbands, you need some patience when your wife tells you five more minutes? I heard the joke that when a woman says five minutes, you need to think like five minutes left in the fourth quarter and both teams have all their timeouts. <laughs> Patience, gentleness, gentleness. That means don't be a jerk. Don't, don't say you go to church and then be a jerk. It's not helping. Are you helping the Holy Spirit? When you go to church and you're a jerk, you're not helping the Holy Spirit. Gentleness. I heard the joke about the little boy that turned to his Aunt Edith and said, Wow, you're not pretty. His mother overheard the remark and was appalled. She took her little boy aside and corrected him and said, You need to go back and say you're sorry. The little boy goes back inside and he says, Aunt Edith, I'm sorry you're not pretty. (laughs) Don't be a jerk goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Temperance means self-control. 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 The Holy Spirit will help you. Can we say this together? The Holy Spirit can help hold us accountable. Can we say that? The Holy Spirit can help hold us accountable. One more time. The Holy Spirit can help hold us accountable the holy spirit if you visualize that rope if you make room for the holy spirit the holy spirit will start telling you "You shouldn't have said that you shouldn't have went there conviction's a good thing there's times it could be late into the night head on your pillow and the holy spirit's like i'm not letting go yet i'm still here hello um whoa The Holy Spirit's like, like right now, you are not leaving here unsaved. Uh, Yes, God? Um, Conviction is a good thing. The Holy Spirit can help hold us accountable. The Holy Spirit wants to help us. I'm asking you to take this little card that you received as you were coming in. You don't need to write on it now unless you want to, but... I want to pray over your cards. I'm asking you to be honest with heaven. I'm asking you to be honest with the Holy Spirit. There's nine fruit of the Spirit. If there's one or two that jumps to the top of the list that you're like, wow, I know, I know that I I really need more patience. Or I know that I need more self-control. I know that I need help with love. I can love people that love me but even if I heard you say, Pastor Micah, let's pray God saves the Middle East. Like, I hate those people, Micah. I can see God dying for me. It's tough for me to see He died for them. Like, I can love people that that are like me, but but I really struggle loving people that are different than me. Maybe love is yours. Maybe joy. Joy. Like, you're going through life, but when you walk in the room, it's not elevated, Some people are like, oh no, here comes negativity. Maybe you need the joy of the Lord. The Bible says in his presence, in his presence, there's fullness of joy. Maybe it's joy. Will you take this week? You can put it on your fridge or in your Bible, maybe on your nightstand, your desk. Just begin to ask God, God, will you help me with the fruit of the spirit in my life? I want to make room want to make room for the Holy Spirit to hold me accountable. You, as the rope, you need to be willing if the Holy Spirit starts saying you shouldn't have went there. Remember we talked about the people, the places, the principles that are on each side pulling you? If the Holy Spirit convicts you, you have to be willing to let the Holy Spirit work out of your life, whatever it is that's holding you back. Write it down. Let's ask Him this way.